0: Pilot, 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 Pilot Joan. Wait, I think it's four pilots. Yeah.
1: Yes, I can. Hello again.
0: Okay. Well, welcome back, America. We are here for part two, the deuce. Yes. We are another week.
2: Is it part two or is it part one? Because you said you don't know what. No, part
0: it's part two. Trust me, it's part two. Okay. It is part two because okay. we spoke to the other one last week. So we're back with part two of Family Affair. And I am T. Anthony Bland, and you are... Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yes. And obviously, if you clicked onto this, you know that this is the Whitebeard and TK podcast. We already went into the reason why it was named this. I'm not doing that again this week. But this week, we're doing something different. Uh, like last week, we're having a, an interview via the phone. Phone
2: call.
0: The phone call. The phone call. This week we are with Elijah. Uh, Briefly, tell us a bit about yourself,
1: sir. Uh, Hey, America. How's it going? Um, As introduced, my name is Elijah. I happen to be um, T. Anthony's firstborn, as he has put it before. And I am a musician, photographer, um, aspiring writer, journalist, and father, just to it in a nutshell
0: okay and uh how was the day that's not where we wanted to go first what we want to go with let's Um, see what should we break the ice with family story no family story maybe family story okay so you mentioned that you were the first of many children um how many are there next to you
1: uh next to me there are five in uh in this uh this this household um all together i have a total of about eight other brothers and sisters yeah seems like the
0: older you guys get um so you grew up in a big family what was it like growing up in a big family
1: uh, growing up in a big family was um, back then um, could be a little a little trying, a little uh, hectic. Um, you know, you, you're you're kind of around everyone all the time. Uh, but as I've gotten a little older, it's definitely something that I've I've appreciated as you, you realize you you may have taken it. A little bit for granted because you kind of always had people around to have your back and you know as you get older you realize the world is kind of no one cares you know they're they're kind of all doing their own thing and you kind of left to yourself so it's something that you know I definitely miss every now and then and that I I definitely appreciate having um realizing that most people don't get that sort of uh sort of experience but it it could definitely be, um, what is that likened to? Um, what, what what was that that big family movie we watched as kids? Is like uh, a dozen or something like that. Cheaper, Cheaper by, by the dozen. dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who are you shaking your head for?
2: Oh, when you said about like nobody cares, because really, when you go out into the world. It just seems like everyone's very focused on themselves. Like if you, you would know, like if you go out in New York City and you fall, no one is going to help you out. Nobody at all, just you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so now that you have a uh, family of your own, a small family, What's that like as compared to growing up in a big family?
1: It's certainly a, a different dynamic, you know, having a, a small family this time around and you, you get to kind of look back at some of the things that made that work and perhaps some of the things that maybe some could say didn't um, and then try to kind of incorporate that um, into that small, small dynamic. Um, That's, that's definitely the, the big difference. Um, And yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot more, um, how can I put it, tight knit time, you know?
0: What do you mean things that were what was his saying?
2: Things that worked and things that didn't. Yeah,
0: things like, that worked and things that didn't work. You mean as far as like, having a large family and what wouldn't work that works better as a small family?
1: So what wouldn't work? Um, what are some of the things that work as a small family versus you know having a big family? Well, back in the day, I I know that you know it was definitely a challenge being able to get a family of eight out of the door, you know, kind of at a a decent time to kind of go on a family trip, um, explore the city, do things like that. It's definitely way easier with a small family right now. You know, it's a family of four. So, um, I mean, there's a little more space, (laughs) a little more money to go around. Um, Again, you get out, um, explore and get back in, in one piece. Um, that, that I think is, is definitely one of them.
0: Okay. Uh, like we asked your sister last week, do you miss being in a large family?
1: Do I miss being in a large family? I, I'd say that there are days that I definitely miss it. I, I definitely miss being in that space where, um, you know, we could all just kind of be in the same room and um, and just experience something together in each of our own different ways, but maybe perhaps it's, um, it's, a, it's a current event, um, some sort of sporting event, whatever it may be. And having all of those different opinions um, and personalities, yes, like any family, you may have disagreements, um, but it's also a great sort of um, social building experiment because you, you get to listen to other people's um, ideas or, or how something moves them. And um, again, when you're in a, a smaller unit, you may not kind of have all of those uh, personalities to bounce off you just have well nowadays we have social media you know you, you've got twitter instagram facebook everybody's behind a, a computer keyboard um, a, a cell phone and it's it's a little different and it's a little disconnected i would say and that's that's definitely one of those things that that i miss having that connection
0: you mentioned sporting events you mean like putting tape down the middle of the living room during a football game
1: Oh yes. Uh-huh. You
2: know, I was just thinking about that. It's like it jumped from your mind, I mean from my mind to yours.
0: You just think about that? Yeah. How could you even remember that?
2: I don't know what I do.
0: Yes. Go Giants. Big Blue. It's uh it's interesting to hear you and Imani answer that same question differently her being the middle child. Um, and having a smaller family now, and being a homeowner, and everything else that she does, um, saying that she kinds of misses it. And I was, she, she misses what she kinds of misses it, yeah. She kind of kind of misses that. When I was telling her, it's kind of like when I was in school, where I spent the entire year mad that I had to take all those tests and always cramming and always had this information when the summer came. I said I couldn't wait to get out of school. And when the summer came, I missed going to class. Mm-hmm. And she said it's kind of sort of the same thing for her. It's it's sometimes or it could be a bit lonely because you're always around all these noises and these people. And then suddenly you're almost kind of isolated to go to someplace that's smaller yeah. when you grew up with like a baseball team. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so that that was the that was a difference that she came up with
1: no yeah it's I mean she's totally right um and I've I've kind of experienced the same thing in in different ways numerous times over I would say the past you know 10 years from moving out and and moving out of state and going from one job to the next where um kind of in the same way that I, I grew up with a, a big family. I've, I've done a lot of retail jobs where I was in management and you know you, you get to a certain point where that number of people that you're kind of supervising, it grows. I, I think the largest number that I had ever kind of oversaw was roughly about um, 150 employees at any one point in time. And when you kind of go from that to then say a smaller store, like uh, my current job, it's, it's so much different. You kind of almost feel lost and, uh, and alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I think to her point, one of the things I, I missed was not only having our big family, but, um, also, having our, our cousins who also had a, a huge family. And when the two got together, I mean, there was no stopping us. You know, the fun was, it went on and on. Um, those are some of the, the moments that I, I really, I really miss.
0: Mm-hmm. So, considering what it was like for your parents to raise you, and now that you're a parent, are there anything? That you didn't pay attention to, or that you didn't consider then, when you were a child, that now, as a parent and raising your own children, that come to light, or something that you now consider.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. This this experience that I've I've been going through, um, you know, kind of growing in fatherhood. It's been, it's been an eye opener. You know, it's definitely been challenging. Um, It's been rewarding, absolutely. Um, One one of the things that I wish I had paid attention more and wish I had developed was that, that discipline sort of across the board where mm-hmm. you know you're you're kind of keeping to a schedule um and seeing the benefits of how it'll kind of affect and being able to relay that so what i mean is so right now i've been having an issue with um with my daughter who you know she's going on three and we are you know being inside before the whole covid 19 pandemic um was already pretty pretty heavily into the 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 tablets and the phones and things like that but as we've all kind of been home has gotten into that way more and we've watched her bedtime kind of she stretched it out a little more and a little more and a little more until i think over the past maybe month and a half she's been going to bed like 12 and we all are and she'll fight it and she'll fight it and she'll fight it and it's it's tiring and straining and she'll fight and scream all the way down whereas i think about growing up and um you know bedtime was a certain time there was no going past that and there was a reason for it and the moment if you stop to look at when you did it, how did you? How did it feel? You know, if you didn't go to bed at a certain time and then you had to wake up at a certain time, if you didn't, you're you're tired, you're irritable, you're all this stuff. So, so again, the, the benefits of keeping to keeping to that schedule, keeping discipline, uh, those are some of the things that I wish I paid attention to more, and I wish I do better now. Um, right. And it just gives me uh, more time to get better at it.
0: Right, and you said curly top is how old? Two and a
1: half, about to be three. That is correct. And the other age, he is eleven, turning twelve in just a couple weeks.
0: Ah, preteen. Well, not yeah. preteen. Uh, just re- just knocking on the door. Yeah, right the, the, the the between the, yes. uh, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right, he is a he is a you're right. He is 12. He's not 13 yet. And so what's that like? He's he's getting he's getting to be into the teen
1: years. Um man, I've um seeing him grow over the past uh been in his life for five or six years now. And seeing him grow has just been like mind-boggling to see where he is now and he's he's getting into just like you said he's getting into that that preteen, that tween age where you know as a young man as a boy he wants to start sort of his friends more and kind of pulling away from the parents you know here and there a little bit more kind of wants that little bit of freedom to kind of explore some of the things that he likes you know and socialize yeah. in a way that um that he can understand and that along with that comes the falls of ooh, maybe that that wasn't such a good thing to do or maybe that wasn't a great thing to say and you you know you kind of brush the dirt off and get back on the saddle and and learn um so that's that's been that's been fun
0: okay you said you were in his life for five years
1: yes Yes, yeah, so um, you have a blended family. I have a blended family. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So this should be obvious, but now having been in his life for those many years, which means that uh, little miss curly top popped out about halfway in there. Mm-hmm. Was it a vastly, <laughs> was it a big difference to have a child where you're starting from the beginning and teaching how to walk, talk, and change diapers? I mean, it's an obvious question.
1: But. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely one of those those obvious ones, but um, you know what kind of happens with those is even though it's something so obvious, when it actually happens, you're through a loop. and. It was a it was a big difference between you know coming in. Um, I think I came in and he was about um, six going on seven, and was kind of already in his own little you know own little groove. And then here was you know this little girl. She she came in and just she wrecked me. <laughs> you know um I mean I was I was literally floored I spent um I at that time I had kind of stepped down from uh from my job to to stay home with her and to raise her for about the first uh, first 10 months or so mm-hmm. and I mean I'd I stepped down from the job that I was in, took another part-time gig at night. So I'd be with her during the morning and then I'd work at night. And I mean, I was just, I was just tired. We're, we're changing diapers, we're feeding her. I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't read any manuals, you know. So I'm just making sure she's not falling all over the place. Um, she's eating, she's healthy, she's entertained. And then would just, we'd, found our way of communicating you know um found our groove and you know maybe it was music one day maybe it was dancing another day maybe it was just kind of just laying around go out for for an adventure Mm -hmm. the the biggest difference that I saw between the two was like this person doesn't know how to communicate talking about talking about curly top um yes of course not you know, here's somebody that literally cannot do anything for themselves and you, you've, you've got to do it. Um, and so the, the dynamics, the dynamics certainly shifted and changed. And it's, um, it's something that, you know, we're all still kind of adjusting to and with today. Um, but yeah, obvious, but definitely wasn't prepared.
0: And so does big brother help? Uh, we were talking with uh, with Imani, who was saying that now that Noah, that uh, that Miss Olive is 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 starting to walk and talk, and she's trying to teach him now how to help out and clean. He's getting a little bit frustrated as the older brother can't figure out why she can't play as much as he does. How come she needs so much help? Because for him, um, well, he's only seven, so it's 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 how come she can't do these things. And it's it's kind of frustrating to him as he's learning now to do that as well as do chores. I would assume that Aiden, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Mm
1: -hmm. is how many years older about? Um, I think it's, I think it's nine. Nine. Okay. So nine years older Mm -hmm.
0: is it the same sort of dynamics or is he a lot more patient since he's a little bit older than
1: Noah is? He's uh, a more patient, certainly, uh, but does have those, you know, those moments, those days where he's kind of just like, all right, um, I'm just going to let you have this one. (laughs) I'm going to take a step back because I don't know what to do here. And how is that working with Uh,
0: schools? She's not in school. She's preschool age. So how's that working out with school since the pandemic and everything shut down? Well, I don't know what's happening in Jersey, but. Yeah. What's the school system like? Um, over there? How have you been doing school?
1: So Jersey right now, um, they they worked relatively quickly to kind of um, shut down the schools, send the kids, you know, make sure the kids stay at home um, and started doing. Uh, virtual learning very very quickly very early on and they're continuing to do that going forward so um, I think the way that most of these schools are going to be doing it is like half in class half online or just all online and did they give you guys an option? They did give us an option you get to choose Um, and so we opted for the first time around, it was just virtual, so there was really no option. Um, but going into this new school year, we've opted for the, the 50-50. So half in class and then half online. For uh, for the little one, there, mm-hmm. was, there was no more daycare until about roughly a month and a half, two months ago. And mm-hmm. so you know, she was home with us the entire time. And now going forward, um, she's going to go on a, on a little break because we're not for about two weeks and then come back. And it's either going to be a virtual or in class. And I decided since, you know, I, I still haven't, I I was one of those furloughed, haven't gotten called back yet. Kind of sort of the legacy and the route of our Homeschooling family to continue the tradition and have her home, so she'll be doing virtual, uh, virtual learning. So I'll pick up a packet and do that with her during the day. You mean from the school system itself, that, from your your district? That's Yes, that's correct. So from the, so for her, um, her learning it would be from her daycare currently that she's at. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how would that have worked if this dragged
0: out for another year with the kids at home? Would you two be able to handle that?
1: Um, it would it would certainly be very difficult. Um, I mean, I I'm still gonna have to, in the meantime, find a you know a a part gig somewhere. But these things, you know, as long as you have that kind of that communication, um. To figure them out. I mean, we went through a similar situation again. Like I said, during that first year, um, that uh, that curly top was born, where I had to step de- step down, which you know kind of hit us a little bit financially at first, and then over a couple months we kind of adjusted. How, what can we kind of sacrifice here and there? Kind of trim a little bit, and we found a sort of a base to work with if that ever happened in the future, kind of like where we are right now.
0: Okay. And were both, both of you were working at, at, uh, before March, the both of us were working. Yes. And were you both did both of you had? to both of you lost your jobs, right? Nobody continued to work.
1: That is, that is correct. Uh, she was called back. However, um, Maybe a month or so ago, but then you know, but then I got sick, and so um, has been out ever since. Yeah. Okay,
0: because I, I was wondering with health concerns, how would that work? With going back with the whole pandemic thing happening, and so it's the same question I had asked um, last week. I had asked Imani last week about how they were doing because she's, as they called, an essential worker, so she's never stopped working. Right. She's always had to travel back and forth into the city. And so that's been pretty difficult because the stress of how many hours she was working and then coming home, grabbing the kids, mm-hmm. and then doing a lot of other stuff. And she also did the same thing you did. They opted for the hybrid one week in, one week out. Right. So, have you guys survived this entire time
1: since March? Ooh. Um, (laughs) so I would say, um, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been a change of pace for us and the, you know, the first couple of weeks were a little, a little rough, you know, everybody was kind of home. It was an adjustment, you know, we, we were all outside, we were, we were doing what we had kind of been in a routine of doing. We're going to work. We're going to school. All of this, and now all of a sudden, it just kind of, bam, it stopped. And again, just like being in that big family, and then woof, you're taken out of it. There's that that disconnect. That's kind of where we were at the beginning. Um, then, a few, you know, a, a couple weeks after that, a few months in, it was. You know, connecting to every streaming service out there. I mean, Hulu, Prime, Disney Plus, you name it, we got it. Um, so lots of family nights, lots of time just uh, each other, and then also realizing, hey, you know the the playing field has been kind of leveled here. We have an opportunity to perhaps maybe pick up. A scale or two that we've wanted to in the past, maybe kind of explore um, some things that we just haven't gotten the chance to in a really long time. Uh, for instance, you know, I've been working full-time nonstop for pretty much the past decade and from one job to the next, to the next, to the next, and really have not had a vacation. And here it was now that I was kind of forced to, and it enabled me to realize I've been wanting to write for a long time. I've wanted to kind of move into the, the journalism space for, I mean, since I was a teen and here's the perfect opportunity to start learning this and working on it. And if I want any of these kind of jobs, I got to start writing now. So that's one thing that I've I've picked up. I've, you know, picked up sewing. Um, these are these are the blessings in disguise that most people won't notice unless they they're given a moment to just stop and reflect. And I think that is one of the things that um, it's helped us survive. You know, we've realized, hey, we've got a blessing here.
0: Mm-hmm. And what has Daisy picked up over the past couple of months? What new skill?
1: Um, so for her, I think it was, it was more of a, a rekindling of a fire and a, a passion that's been inside of her for, for nursing. And, you know, she's had the opportunity now to say, hey, I really want to go back to school you know finish this degree and move into nursing you know change change your career again we we met in retail we've both been doing retail for um, a, a little over 10 years each and we realize we kind of need to do something different you know we we need a a, a career change and do you want to move into something else that's kind of mediocre and not going to go anywhere and challenge you to live up to your full potential or do you make the move towards something that you know you're uh you're kind of meant to do that's that's your calling so that's where she's been going into so she uh so she'll be starting school soon to uh to do nursing good Mm
2: mm-hmm
0: And how have you guys been handling the stress of all of that during these past few months?
1: Uh, You know, it...
0: In the slowdown and the the shutdown, (laughs) was there some sort of store or eatery or restaurant that you may have missed during this particular time that you couldn't go to?
1: Ooh. um, I'd say for me, I definitely miss my... Uh, perfect cup of coffee from this little this little deli down by my my job in the meatpacking district called uh, Strawberry Deli. Um, perfect cup of coffee, one twenty-five, good to go. Boom. Um, there's the ninety-nine cent pizza place in Times Square. Uh, it's I think fortieth, seventh and Broadway. Um, I mean, if you're looking for the best ninety-nine cent pizza that is the place to go. Um, I mean, as far as 99 cent pizza goes uh, and for, Oh, so to answer the first part of your question, you know, how, have, how we kind of, again, survived. It's the, the stress has it's had its moments, you know, where it's been a, a little challenging, but we, we found a brand new love for Trader Joe's uh, I know that you guys love Trader Joe's. I, we've fallen in love with it. I mean, amazing food, amazing options. Um, So that's definitely orange chicken. What was that? Orange chicken. Orange chicken. The uh, the pot stickers. um, My new favorite. What the chicken? The pork. The chicken, and we got to kind of be in the mood for the vegetable. The vegetable is like a little spicy for some reason, um, but definitely it the chicken, nasty. definitely the pork. Yeah, the, 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 say it, say it.
2: The vegetable is nasty. It just tastes <laughs> like if that could be a flavor, that would be it. That, but
0: that's not even the Trader <laughs> Joe's one, right? Isn't that another one? Because the Trader Joe has the, the chicken and the pork. It was like the blue and the yellow bag? The blue, yes. The, blue. the blue, right.
1: blue, red, and yellow. I think yellow is like salmon or something like that, some fish. Um, so, yeah, the, the tr- yeah, we did try the we tried the vegetable one, too, and didn't really like it that much. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, the orange chicken,
0: the teriyaki, the uh, what is it? The Korean barbecue? That's pretty yeah, good.
1: Mm-hmm. Potato pancakes. Uh, they're pancakes. I don't know. I don't know. No, you said potato pancakes. Oh, I haven't tried those. I haven't tried those. Those sound good. Um, and
2: back in the day, they had soy ice cream.
1: Soy ice cream?
2: Yeah, it was delicious.
1: I've got to keep. I an ain't eye. gonna lie, ice cream was kind of good. I've got to keep an eye out for it. Um, yeah. So, so Trader Joe's, and I, I think the um, I think another place that both of us really, really miss. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it. Um, it's this, uh, Korean barbecue spot down in St. Mark's place. I think it's called Boca. Absolutely delicious. We get these, um, I think it's soy garlic fried, um, chicken wings and it's a, it's a little sweet, a little spicy. And I mean, we've been itching to make a trip down there for the longest. So, I I, mm-hmm. I got to see if it's open now. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like takeout only, um, but that's that's one of our favorite spots.
2: Yeah, I have a place in Koreatown that sells like like you one of the most fr- best fried chickens I've ever had, and they cover it with like this spicy but also sweet. But last time I got like a different one that was way too spicy. But anyway. And I haven't been able to go down there since before quarantine. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. But however, now that New Jersey is opening back up, I think I know New York started with the restaurants. Um now they've opened back up. How do you feel about going back out to a restaurant somewhere for eating out?
1: Um Personally, and I—I I know this may seem, you know, controversial to some. Personally, I'd love to go back out and eat. I'd love it. I listen. I'm. Yes, I know we got kids, and you know, you got to be, you got to be mindful of them. But so whatever don't kill you makes you stronger. You know, that, that's kind of just the philosophy I've grown up around. You know, we've we've as uh, a race. We've been through a lot. We've uh, we're a bit resilient, if you will. You know, um, it's it's not going to hurt me to go out, eat some food, grab mm. some grub, you know, and just enjoy some fresh air. Uh, no, well, okay, I he's rude
2: though. Like, yeah, but as, but
1: as you're a, wait, wait, you're not
0: here as a science as a science expert.
2: Yes, as a family. <laughs> we rarely get sick just saying like i can have a cold and it'll be gone in like three days
0: stop talking just stop (laughs) talking leave it alone um well we have gone we we were traveling somewhere we went hiking somewhere we couldn't go no i went to look for someplace No, we went hiking and we couldn't go because of too many people that day and so we drove around did not realize we were so far west that we were upstate new york and we stopped at this spot. What was the place we go to eat? Where? When we got the burgers.
2: Shake Shack?
0: No, it wasn't Shake Shack. We were in Pennsylvania.
2: Um, somewhere.
0: Joe, I, I know like a Joe's or something like that. And, and we went in and it said the sign with the mask said. What about the mask?
2: Uh, we encourage you to wear a mask while ordering your food.
0: So they encourage you to wear masks while you order your food. So when we went in to the place, we put on, a we had a mask. Cause we already had it. We were hiking anyway. So we had our little, the thing that we wear our bus mm-hmm. and we go in and there's people inside eating. They had a few tables outside. There are people inside eating without their masks. But when you went up to order, you had to order it. Right. And then, so we got our food. We went outside since we're far away from people, we sat at the table and we ate. And I realized at that moment, it had been a very long time since we had actually gone out to a restaurant and eat. Yeah. But so um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be all that quick, mm-hmm. especially down here in, in the congestion of the city okay, of see, New York. But
2: here's the thing. when you want to talk about not being all that quick. I would have rather been the first person to go to that restaurant that opened because no one else would be there. True. But now, like in that like that middle point where everyone's going, mm. I'm good.
0: But we well, you also said this the other day. We we both were saying that everything's been shut down for so long. Like I really, really miss Chinese food. And that was mm-hmm. the first thing this city shut down for Chinese restaurants. Oh yeah. And so then when it finally opened up the one across the street, we went in one day, I got some food, I came back upstairs and so we ate it and it was Probably the best thing we had had in months.
1: Mm-hmm. Since
0: it's reopened, we've only eaten there twice because we've gotten so used to not going out. Yeah. So, so it's a really strange time.
1: It's a I, I can I can totally relate. You know, we before the shutdown. I mean, we would have Chinese food. You know, maybe maybe once a month times, um, you know, every two weeks, just kind of as a treat. And uh, we had one or two that we really liked, uh, then one shut down, then our favorite one shut down. And um, we really, really missed it. And missed, again, kind of that, um, the, the first one that we really liked, missed that experience of going to a restaurant and sitting down. And again, the experience of being out and about, you know, outside of the four walls of your house, so uh, that was that was a pretty big blow. But on the upside, once the restaurants were able to start opening, there was a new Chinese spot that opened up, and the food is way better. It's super clean, and just every single time we eat there, it's just it's heaven, yeah. you know. Um, so I really, I really, 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 really enjoy that. And I think uh, going back to your point um, or something that you said, uh, Elizabeth, about, you know, kind of getting out and getting out. And, excuse me, let me get my thought together. Oh, being the first person, right, being one of the first people to get out. One of the things that I noticed, you know, a little, a little tip for those out there is yeah. Being that you, you know, you've kind of been home and things are socially distanced, use that time to kind of plan ahead. You know, Hey, you know what, this place is going to open up at this time. We can't do this. Can't do that. Plan ahead, make a trip of it, you know, Um, get there first and enjoy and then leave and go do something else before you have to get back inside.
2: Yeah, so like I've been wanting to go to like, I don't know, Central Park or something because mm-hmm. I need to be outside. Like as much as I really don't like being around a lot of people, I mean, really you shouldn't be close to people right now anyway. Mm-hmm. But I've actually missed social interaction. Yeah. You know how rare that is for me? This is like, I'm going to miss social interaction 5%.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 5%?
2: Yeah, but now it's like 50
1: because that socializing is a natural part of, um, I guess you could say, the 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 human experience, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's, at least in my opinion, one of the reasons why people are so, in such an up, about being locked indoors, being shut in, and different things like that. It's it's because that socializing aspect is part of what makes the human experience what it is we gather we we commune you know we we share our experiences we talk about the days things that that have gone on and that have happened to us and again to now be cut off from that experience in whatever way it was you know be it if your thing is going into sporting events or you know, hitting the local watering hole or grabbing some, you know, some food with friends and family, it, it, it changed, you know, and, and I'm really not sure how that's going to, what that's going to look like moving forward. You know, once things do start opening, the whole dynamic is, is changed. It's definitely, I would say given at least forced, you know, families to kind of reconnect. Some of them may not have been too psyched about that. Um, others, again, mm-hmm. like myself, we've enjoyed it. And we've found a groove and found a a, a way to connect. Unlike we had before that when, um, you know, either she's working or I'm working and we're just kind of picking up the kids and we're tired. And, you know, now we're here and we get to understand one another again we get to know each other um yeah so that's that's just part of human experience that you're missing out on so I can see why it would be so shocking to you. Speaking of groove what was it last month I think it
0: was you you had something on Instagram about an album uh I I ride alone
1: I ride alone mm-hmm.
0: I ride alone that you had you put out and um, well, <laughs> you didn't hear the cold opening, but everybody else did. But by the time you hear this, when it airs, you'll hear it. Okay. Um, so we were, so I, we would listen to it for a while, but the first time. And so I listened to it that day. And then I went to, over to uh, SoundCloud and listened to it. And so um, she was saying she had one of those wonderful songs that she liked a lot. So today, before we started this, I was trying to refresh your memory, which one it was, and you still didn't come up with what it was, right? I swear it was water. That's the one you said. Uh,
2: yeah, I still don't remember what the name of it was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But the one that's been sticking into my head all weekend after listening to it, has been driving me in up the wall, <laughs> is Pilot Joan. Pilot Joan. In fact... The opening is me attempting to sing the chorus mm-hmm. of Pilot Joan. Um, uh, 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 two things: what the heck happened there, and why is Joan a pilot? No, no. There's three. Th- there's three things. Okay. Did you somehow tap into your inner Johnny Cash? Because those were clearly nothing like anything else
1: on that album. So, I will work backwards. Um, Congratulations. You uh, have successfully and correctly um, concluded or or, uh, figured out what the inspiration was. Yes, it was definitely Johnny Cash. Um, Not only for uh, Pilot Joan, but also for the song One Mm. and Say Anything. So, During that time, I that I had written those three songs, um, I was kind of reconnecting with um, songwriting and, you know, came across an article about Johnny Cash's songwriting, um, his process, and what he called it was KISS, so it was an acronym, K-I-S-S, which is Keep It Simple, Stupid, you know? Yes, I know. Uh, So, uh, great. So don't have to explain that too much. Uh, Point being... Johnny Cash was a huge influence during that time. And again, those three songs were part of a challenge that I was giving to myself. I try to do it, you know, once a year at least, which is try and write a new song or at least a piece of a new song um, every day for 30 days. And um, then kind of just spend the rest of the time going over and finishing those. So those three were products of that, Johnny Cash. Uh, What was the... Second, um, I'll save the second part for just a second. What was the first one that she said? First question?
0: I don't remember. Was it, um, why is Joan a pilot? Why is Joan a
1: pilot? Okay. So now I've told this story only about a handful of times, um, and three times out of the five, Uh, folks have gotten kind of upset with me because it ruined the artistic, uh, you know, picture of the song. The song was written as a challenge. I was kind of, uh, was out drinking with, uh, with some friends and, you know, was talking about, oh, you know, I remember when I first started songwriting and you know, I'd, I'd spend so much time and I could write a song in a day and I could write about anything. And okay, well, here's a challenge. Write about this pilot pen. Huh? Write about a what? A pilot pen. Oh. Yes. So it's
0: a drunken bar song about a pen. Yes.
1: A pen. <laughs> <laughs> a pen that um, that I then of course, um, used as sort of a, a, a reference for a relationship, you know, um, failed at that. And the, the why Joan is a pilot is, you know, just take flight, Joan, run. I'm not I'm not what you think I am. Pilot, Joan, okay. fly. So that that is kind of the the origin of the story. Uh, Joan is the the pilot pen and she's kind of falling all over the floor that's that's the ink you know all over my hands as i'm writing the song and um yeah yeah
0: well gee that uh yep i knew it looking at a painting inside a museum and someone goes I wonder what he was thinking when he painted the Mona Lisa. Is she smiling or is she sad? <laughs> okay. And then you find out the real story of Mona Lisa is, is that, that he, that was his auntie M <laughs> and she just happened to be sitting down and he painted her.
2: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. It doesn't really ruin anything because like <laughs> found by Lil Nas X, okay. Old Town Road was written for absolutely no reason did it ruin the song no it's a great song
1: mm-hmm. see no and just... and and to that point that was another reason why it's actually one of my favorites and why I um you know I ended up including it on on the project was because just what you said you know yeah the 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 origin of the song it it may not have really meant anything to perhaps the everyday listener, but the beauty of the creation, of taking something so sort of obscure and yet creating a work of art out of that, I think is just kind of a testament to um, the creative powers of the mind and, and, you know, artistry, and again, another aspect of that human experience, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And your photography. Uh, Which, by the way, what type of filter have you do you use? Because a lot of your pictures seem to be of a coral or the ones that I have been noticing most of mm-hmm. have been like of a coral color or a kind of a peach peach pink color.
1: yeah so um, most of the photography that i've been that i've been uh working on and putting out or going through some of my old photos and kind of revisiting and revamping um, i've been using a an application for my phone called um rni which stands for real nice images um rni arrow and arrow was taken from the name of an old film stock called aerochrome um which was an infrared film so it kind of gave those very red and um sort of marsy kind of colors to your uh to your images um so it was just you know kind of a way to i was feeling a little um Uninspired at the moment, and came across it, and was like, "Hey, you know, let's try this out." And it kind of gave me a nice little kick to just um, to just play around with it and practice. Uh, I've been doing photography for um, close to eleven years now. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had wanted to go into filmmaking and uh, something of that nature ever since I was a little kid. Um, one of the things that I always kind of wanted was a camera of my own, a video camera, and um, it wasn't until my late teens that I started experimenting with my mother's camera, and of course that was hers; it, it wasn't mine. Um, fast forward a few years later, boom! In comes the introduction of the iPhone, and I had I had a camera that I purchased. Um, maybe a couple months before i got the iphone 3g the iphone 3g and it got stolen i was like big whoop whatever okay it wasn't meant to be uh iphone came out i started with that started using a ton of the different um camera applications and from there i've been that's been my predominantly predominantly been my camera of choice my iphone is always with me it's small I could kind of get in and out, um, get those images, moved up later on to a, a Nikon D3200, which is a digital camera, a, a digital SLR, excuse me. Um, used that pretty much for about two or three years. But then I, again, I'm coming up on that sort of 10 year mark and sort of the same thing that I said with, you know, retail, they, they kind of tell you, you know, change your career every, every 10 years or something like that. I, I, I just block. I said, okay, I've kind of learned a lot of the skills that I think I could get up to this point. What do I need to kind of go on from there? Um, and mm-hmm. the next sort of logical transition was going to be, um, writing you know um, you know I realize film may not be the best option right now to work towards um but another as another thing that I've been told hey have you ever thought about journalism photojournalism war journalism whatever the case may be adding those two elements has been something that I'm pretty good at so now it's kind of like let's double down on that
0: Okay. Uh, what camera do you have now?
2: Uh, Nikon D thirty five
1: hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yours is a, one of the newer the newer models compared to mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah, you said thirty five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So into the iPhone, exit Kodak. Um, we were just talking about that a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. during the uh, what, what is your show the book nook and we were talking about books that we were reading and one of them I was it, it's uh I'm, I'm reading a book and so it was talking about the death of Kodak camera as as Kodak Eastman as as a company mm-hmm. because when digital moved in they sort of went out and so there you go enter an iPhone and Kodak dies. Yeah. Speaking of books, um, have you been reading recently? You got any books that that you've been into, or what have you? Uh, I bring this up because we were talking last week about um, a little book club type of thing, an an episode or a thing we're going to be doing. I think it'd be once a month. It probably it will be once a month. Mm-hmm. And um, she's going to be hosting it. And so we are talking about books. And I know Imani is into all those British things. Uh, who's the one she likes I like? Jane?
2: Jane Austen and then
1: Polart.
0: And Polart, yeah, right. So she was doing that recently. What, what about you? Because since this was a huge reading family, that's why I'm asking the question.
1: Yeah, so, you know, um, my, my reading palette, uh, has changed considerably uh, since I was, you know, since I was a kid or a teen. Um, as you know, you know, back then I didn't really enjoy reading a lot of um, too wide because I just didn't connect with me. Um, I had, I think, one or two authors at that time that um, really jived with me, and I kind of stuck with. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of tapped into a few different things. So some of the books that I'm reading right now um, is well I'm going back through and kind of reading my highlights from one which is called The Motivation Manifesto um, by Brendan Bouchard. Another one which is called The Education of a Wandering Man. Excuse me. <clears throat> the Education of a Wandering Man by Louis Lemoore. Who that book? I think is is really good for those um, like myself, like uh, like you, Elizabeth. Where, um, you know, sort of that traditional way of learning, maybe it's not the best or most conducive for you. Mm-hmm. So you know, you you want to learn the things that interest you and go out and search for it. So it's not for everybody, but. You can clearly see some patterns and some some lessons and some tips on how to learn and educate yourself along the way. So those two, definitely. uh, Motivation Manifesto is kind of um, inspirational, motivational. Uh, Louis L'Amour, self-education. I'll give you uh, two more. Um, 12 Rules for Life. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. That's from uh, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson um i kind of fell in love with his lectures a, a couple years ago um i can link you to them again he's he's kind of been in the news but 12 rules for life was um sort of it's called the antidote to chaos that's kind of the, the subtitle and just finding um finding ways to overcome the the everyday challenges in life you know standing up, the standing up trait, uh, making your bed, don't lie, or at least if you, you have to speak, tell the truth, you know, um, so that's yeah. that. And I think another one worth reading is, uh, what is it called? I don't want to go on my phone because it, it, it may ruin the, the interview call, but- um, Right.
0: Anyway, I'll find books it. Time. I'll send it to well, you. Was, what, it, what, it, what was it that you were reading? And um, I don't know. When we'll, we'll she figure out what her format mm-hmm. is going to be, on, maybe we can have the both of you back on or one of you, and then we could just talk about whatever books that you guys have been reading, what you've learned from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that, that was it. Um, you have any last questions for him? I do not. You do not? I do not. Why do you not?
2: I don't know. Okay. Okay.
0: Thank you for uh, your help.
2: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's getting cut. Would you stop? Stop <laughs> playing around. <with> this? <laughs> Let us wrap this up so you can get back on with your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, when, when, when I, sent you all the message we'll just take an hour out of your entire day in your life um, so thank you for joining us it was it was quite fun oh thank you um, like, I, like like I told what
1: oh, I was just gonna say thank you for having me yeah you
0: know, like I told Imani last week when I when I sent the text out it was like should I prepare is not like like what, what what are you afraid of what do you think I'm going to say it's just one of them the TV shows where you tell all, uh, no. <laughs> so anyway, that's the second, second week of me saying the same thing. Yes. It is, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. Um, tell the folks your name and where they can find you on the Instagram, on the Internet, on the YouTubes.
1: Um, not on YouTube just yet. Um... That may come in a few months or so, um, but yes, um, my everyday name, give a name, Elijah. But online, you can find me on various social media platforms under the name Elliot Aldwin. Um, if you are looking for the username, just type in Mr. Elliot Aldwin, that's all one word. And um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, uh, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. Um, Instagram, you, you may find two or three accounts for me. One is kind of my everyday. And then my music account that will um, house my music, um, kind of some inspirations, behind the scenes stories, as well as some, uh, some music reviews that are soon to come. So lots to look forward to.
0: Sounds good. So y'all come back next week, and we should be having some new tales from being out in the woods uh, since we recently went camping. And so we may have some stories from that and some other things as we continue our adventures in the outdoors. But for now, go outside and uh, love one another like Jesus said. Say goodbye, kid. Goodbye. adult goodbye you know what you're a pain in the butt If you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hello, you can reach us at tanthonybland at gmail.com. That's tanthonybland at gmail.com. Or if you happen to be on Anchor FM, you can just leave us a voice message. Either way, we welcome it all and we'd love to hear from you.